When you're constantly on the move, it's not just pits that break a sweat. From your armpits to your thighs and everywhere in between, new whole body deodorant cream and sticks from Shea Moisture are your secret weapon to staying fresh and confident all day long. Made from melanin-rich skin and packed with plant-based goodness, embrace a new era of freshness with whole body and stick deodorants from Shea Moisture. Find them at your nearest Walmart and walmart.com. And when you do, your whole body's covered. Today's episode of The Friend Zone is brought to you by Talkspace. Whether you're feeling those winter blues, feeling a bit lonely, or just not feeling like yourself, there's nothing wrong with going to a professional to talk about it. And with Talkspace, you can get unlimited messaging to your dedicated licensed therapist for only $32 a week. But go to Talkspace.com zone for a special $30 discount off of your first month. Or download the Talkspace app on the Apple or Android app store and use coupon code ZONE. Talkspace, therapy for how we live today. This week's episode of The Friend Zone is brought to you by Bevel. Holiday cheer is nice and all, but everybody loves a good gift. And what's the perfect gift? Something sexy, something useful, something like the Bevel Shaving System. Bevel is dermatologist approved to prevent and reduce razor bumps. That means you... And whoever you might gift a bevel to could take on 2017 with looking your best. Treat yourself today by going to getbevel.com slash friendzone and enjoying the first month of your bevel subscription for free. One more time, that's G-E-T-B-E-V-E-L dot com slash friendzone to get the first month of your bevel subscription for free. Now, let's start the show. Welcome to the friendzone. Every time I'm in the zone. My name is Dustin. I'm Francesco, also known as Hey Friend Hey. This is the friend zone. So fresh and so clean, 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 clean. I echo so you know what I mean, 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 mean. This how I rap. I'm from the trap. I like to snap my fingers when I dance. Tight pants. I took the chance. I warm to the club and I still took a stand. I beat your ass right where your motherfucking stand. I am Dustin Ross and you damn right I'm the man. I come through the door and I said, hey, where's the Pam? Cause I don't want my shit sticking to the motherfucking pan. Hey, I like to rap about cooking in the kitchen. I don't care what you're talking about if you're bitching. All my shit better work, no glitching. You got naps in the back, that's the kitchen tradition. It's some old school shit. I like to write me a hit so you can dance to it and ride down the street and talk a little bit of shit with whoever's in your passenger seat of your whip when you take a good grip on the steering wheel and you chill with your children. And oh, and the minions, they like that movie. I'm in the jacuzzi. I ain't got no kids because, baby, you ain't finna do me. Like that. Asante, take the track. It's time for you to rap and take this motherfucker back where well, it belongs. I'm going to take it like I'm steering the ship, and I'm going to steer us into space somewhere in your face. Don't spray no mace. Do it like a can of amazing grace. We pray we stay blessed, yes, because I'm the one. Acapella, do it with the beat. That's no fun. Do it without. Make a scream and shout at the friend zone. That's what we all about. <laughs> Mm. Have you ever heard someone say acapella 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. I, I related to Diva and Devo. <laughs> right. Sometimes you got to. Shit. Like, it might I be a cappella. That's right. <laughs> you feel like what? A cappella. Hello. <laughs> So what's the plural? If it's like a choir, is it acapellas? <laughs> Acapelli. Okay. <laughs> I can't see y'all. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the Friend Zone, y'all. Your weekly look into all things mental health, mental wellness, and mental hygiene. Because who in the hell, drum roll, please, wants a musty brain. We are back. We are refreshed. That's right. We are relaxed. We are rejuvenated. That's right. The orders are in. I have purchased Hasna Spray. That's right. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) You guys sold her out. Shout out to that. Oh, my God, you guys. That is so cool to me. I got me some on the real. That we can legit (laughs) sell small, like, indie businesses out, which just pushes them you know, to be able to to expand. That's so Good. cool. You guys. Like Thank you guys. Rapper, man. That means I love this. power. Thank you guys so much for Use trusting the information. To buy you a salt and pepper jacket. Because <laughs> oh you didn't push it out. We pushed them sales out. <laughs> that was really, really dope. Thank you guys. What if I can only afford the Spinderella jacket? Then just get the S because it still works. Stop. <laughs> you be still here. Uh, uh No. <laughs> Okay. Yo, shout out to Tisha Campbell no. though. Really quick, I was in LA a couple weeks ago, and you saw I went her? to yes, I went to Zen Lounge, and it was their open <laughs> mic night on Friday night. She did a very long she set. Yeah, she did a whole set um, with it was one of her. It was her cousin and two other guys that were singers there, and they did a whole <laughs> long set. And it was it was Tisha Campbell. It, it was, was so good to affair. see her. And so not only was she there, AJ Johnson was there too. Ooh, yes. So the whole house party reunion was happening yeah. right in front of my face, y'all. And I was in. California, and I mean, I was in California, so you know, I was like in bliss. It was <laughs> one of the best moments ever. That and is shout so out to my crazy. girl Netta because we had a moment on the rooftop right after that. <laughs> so shout out to our boo Netta. My oh sis. yes, Netta the love. Yes, <laughs> LA is good to me, y'all. I have a good time. LA, in LA. is great. Can't make it out to LA more. Yeah, just need <laughs> more. Need more opportunities out in LA. More, more, more. <laughs> okay. How, How do, do you like it? it? How do you like it? I like it, it a lot. <laughs> So, friend, what you been up to? You looking real good on today. I know. Where are you from? Shine, baby, shine. Okay. Nothing, just trying to make sure I don't look how I feel because I'm exhausted. (laughs) You look like you feeling better than you ever felt in your life. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) No, just trying to end the year strong. It's been a very good year. That's right. Yes. A very good year. I'm excited for 2017. How are y'all feeling about the year coming up? Scared as hell. Really? Well, aside from Trump, but... It's going to be a new beginning. You know, right. I have taken a have leap an of faith. I, I just, you know, I decided to go on ahead and quit the job. Mm-hmm. The job is gone. It's no longer. It, there is no more room for it. How your it. job going? <laughs> gone. How your job going? Remember what Monique said? Oh, no. You ask a black woman about a job. How you, and what black woman say, fuck everything. Girl, how your job going? Girl, fuck that job. <laughs> How your kids doing, Monique? Girl, fuck them kids. <laughs> so how's your job, Asante? <laughs> fuck that job. Thank you very much. Because it's gone. It's I gone. It is a you. huge weight has been lifted for me. I have a whole new glow. You know, there is just a whole new set of things that I am ready to create. More people, more energy has already come my way. Yes. 
And I can and take you got all of this. With spray coming. Man, I got the spray on the way. <laughs> okay. And this is all before Christmas. Okay. Yes. What's the better gift? What's the best gift to give yourself? Spray freedom. on the way. <laughs> freedom. And sometimes freedom is just a spray away. Okay. <laughs> and on so... a petty note, spray on the way could be you farting on your way out of that job. You just quit. <laughs> Crop dusting. You leave a spray on the way. And you, you know what? Why are you playing? A mutual friend of ours that used to work at that same job used to always crop <laughs> dust. I know who you're talking because they did it to us <laughs> yeah. at a very critical point in our friendship. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, no. I, one day, I'm going to tell that story on the friend zone. <laughs> I'm going to tell that story. Yes, that will be a great day. But it is a new tale. A new chapter of freedom has been opened in my book, and I can't mm-hmm. wait. I'm so happy tale. for you, man. Thank you. Thank you. Right? Woo! <laughs> <sighs> so, shall we jump in? Why and not? out and side to side. <laughs> so on last week's show, we discussed uh, Nat Geo's article about the world. Well, it wasn't the world, actually. It was the states, I should specify. The states becoming one big mega race in 2050. A lot of you were like, um, that's not happening. Okay. <laughs> and a lot of you were like, what? Freaking out. It was really cool to see your different perspectives as usual. Oh, and aside from that, we also discussed... Um, an article from UC Irvine and a couple of schools in Toronto discussing six genders and the new um, profiling and census system that universities are using so that students can align themselves with how they identify. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's a very cool thing. And you guys yeah. had a lot to say. So what stood out to you, Asante? Well, I want to read my comment from the FriendZone email. It's friendzone at loudspeakersnetwork.com from Caroline. And she says, just wanted to address Asante's New Levels, New Devils comment with two cultures I've been privy to, Kenya and South Korea. In Kenya, wow. Kenya most- more ain't got shit to do <laughs> we'll with to, what we talking about. We'll the Kenya sad later. thing is when he said Kenya, that's who popped in my head. He <laughs> right, right. I was like, Kenya? I'm like, what the hell Kenya Moore got to do with this shit here? <laughs> more manner? Right. <laughs> now, y'all didn't take it too damn far. We'll get far. to Kenya later on in the episode. <laughs> I hate y'all for having me even think about that. <laughs> In Kenya, most people look alike, but we continue to discriminate on the tribe even more than skin tone. In South Korea, where everyone speaks the same language and looks the same, it's weight and eyebrow and nose surgery and other plastic surgery. Wow. Across Mm -hmm. the world... Across the world, class and economic privilege remain and will always remain in the thread that ties all discrimination together. Finally, while the 2050 scenario might happen in North America and maybe even in Western Europe, it'll likely much be longer before Africa and Asian... um, and other homogenous, pardon me, societies get this way. Yeah, speaking back to what you were saying, yeah, it's not going to happen all over the world, Yeah, so I was like, let me clarify that. (laughs) It definitely is. But for sure, she definitely brought up some points that I was trying to get back to thinking about marketing, how we're going to find new ways to just kind of go to other way or whatever, you know, when we do get to that place where it's like, all right, now we all, you know, feel like we're on the same playing field. What's there going to be next? So I thought that was really interesting to say coming from those different sides of the world. Yes. And I, there were a couple of people on SoundCloud that were like, make sure you guys don't um, confuse sex, gender, and sexuality. Maybe I have to listen back to the episode, but I don't see where we confuse it because sex well, we know is biological, like your biological um, difference. And then gender is how you choose to identify and sexuality is who you're sexually attracted to. I thought that we kind of... I mean, even kids clean. know that. <laughs> but I don't know. Well, Maybe and, we didn't well, and make And even it outside clear. of that, though, there are just so many umbrellas to go into. And that was, like, my whole thing. Like, 
I didn't feel and like being it. sensitive too. Right. Yeah, because somebody was like, "Well, you guys aren't distinguishing between sex and gender," and I'm like, "Yeah, but I'm also not going to be that person to start telling someone." biologically you are this right gender you are this because that's when it starts getting a little like blurred like i just you can look up the definitions i was focusing on gender right <laughs> like, that's that's what the article is about you know i always look i have to be sensitive to how people align themselves but um i actually had two comments that stood out to me on soundcloud there were a lot to be honest yeah. i had a hard time choosing because someone and I, and they were actually on Twitter, and I was trying to find it, but my mentions moved so fast, I couldn't go back. I wish I should have like screenshotted it. But somebody said that they they feel that the sad part is that our world is just divisive naturally, like inherently, and even if we all looked alike, we would still have class issues. Yes, yeah, I saw some of those right, too. Right, and that would be the next. The next division, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Because people naturally have to find something to keep us separated. And someone mentioned capitalism, which I was like, fuck, we did not bring that up, which is so valuable as a conversation. Just how, you know, capitalism is is a, is a business, it's big business. White supremacy is big business Hello. with capitalism, you know what I mean? So if now we're all one beige race <laughs> how will that change that structure that structure like how will it affect it you know what i mean how right. will the rich and the poor suddenly be separate so I, I think that's a really really interesting conversation but nicole J on soundcloud said i don't think becoming one race will eliminate hierarchy in society there will always be someone who feels the need to separate themselves either through economic status religion or even language Humans have the desire to be appreciated for who they are and want to feel special. This has been amplified with social media and the act of seeking validation through other people. Side note, have you guys ever seen Dr. Seuss's Sneetches? This topic reminded me of that book and movie. Even when they all looked alike, each group was fighting to differentiate themselves from the other. Mm. And then she posted a link, I guess, to to the movie. Uh, i never seen Sneetches, but... I can imagine Dr. Seuss. He be, he spit gems on the low. Yeah. Sneeches get stitches. That's what he was talking about. <laughs> and then PK said... Uh, My daddy was a preacher. That's what PK said. <laughs> then on SoundCloud, PK said, having those six genders be a popular discussion while I was growing up would have helped me and my parents a lot. Growing up as a boy, the first time I asked for a Barbie, they hesitated, but they bought it. Eventually, when I asked for makeup, they lost their understanding. Do you want to be a girl? Why do you want this stuff? I couldn't explain and still struggle to, but I think this is why having more than just a binary is so important. Thank you all for this discussion. I appreciate hearing something like this so much. So much that I even made a SoundCloud to comment because I normally listen on iTunes. Hey. (laughs) Thank you, PK. And thank you, Nicole J. And everyone else who left such interesting thoughts on SoundCloud. Please read them if you haven't. What about you, Dustin? What'd you find on these Twitter streets? In these streets. In these streets. Oh, in these streets. Not on the curve. Okay, so in these Twitter streets, I found several tweets that just kind of made my day. Um, the one tweet that I really want to highlight this week um, is from at, 
I don't even want to say your name because it's just not conducive to anything good. So I'm not going to state your Twitter name, but it was a um, a tweet of a woman who obviously was at least 100 years old, and she was dancing <laughs> while people were singing happy birthday to her. She was an older black woman, and she had on green pants and a pink shirt, and I saw some AKA paraphernalia on some of the people dancing near her. Mm-hmm. So she obviously was an AKA, <laughs> and she was celebrating her birthday, and I'm going to show it to you guys. Look, you guys. Oh, hey. I just... You saw oh that? God. Yeah. She's so, she's so old and she's still like dancing and like with attitude and all life. And it just made my day. So I because I it. felt like that was me kind of or whatever. <laughs> I also want to give a shout out to I, I Think Mark, who we often feature on the show. His Twitter name is at I Think Mark and his name is right, right I now. I love him. He was just in London. His name is Indica Ari on Twitter <laughs> right now. And so he uh, tweeted in support Mark. of Big Frida's new Christmas mixtape that was just released. If you haven't heard it, get it. It's the shit. It's New Orleans Bounce Christmas holiday music. And it is amazing. It's just as amazing as it sounds. But one of the songs is, is about Rudy, the big booty reindeer. And in the song it says, Rudy, 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 repeatedly. <laughs> So Mark tweeted this gif of Rudy from the Rudy Huxtable dancing <laughs> <laughs> underneath Rudy, Rudy, Rudy. That was funny. So shout out to him. The last tweet that I want to highlight, well, there's two more. The first tweet, the first of the last two tweets that I want to highlight comes from at fuck T, that's at P-H-U-C-K-T-E-E, who tweeted in quotes, kiss it better isn't that good. And then he tweeted me with a colon, and it was the video clip of Tammy Roman walking back over to the table to fight Duffy <laughs> when they were in Portugal, and she was saying, now what did you say? I didn't hear you. I didn't hear you. Uh-huh. And then she starts a fist fighting her. So that was hilarious. And the last tweet that I want to highlight, and this is a good one, okay? This tweet is from at Tommy LOLs, which is exactly how it sounds. And Tommy LOLs tweeted, they quoted Bossip's tweet where they said, funds over, Shirley Caesar files $5 million lawsuit to remove the you name it challenge, right? Shirley Caesar? I thought yes. she was excited about it. Long story it. short, she was. Now, I thought it's, it damn sure sounded like some hypocrisy to me, right? But once I paid attention and actually, you know, read what her statement said, the nigga that made the remix put the shit on iTunes and was trying to sell it, and two other okay. people had too. She had to do what she had yeah, to do. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? She if was you're profiting. Exactly. Right. So I get it. Because that's her sermon, right? But while all of that was going on, you know, before we knew that, all we knew was she was suing, trying to remove it. So we was like, oh hell no! You was just mother. You was just in the damn studio singing <laughs> and appearing out of nowhere, singing and Wendy the shit. Williams with a, with a Wendy. basket of greens. Yeah, I'm like, so what the, what the fuck you mean you suing? We were all. Pissed at Shirley Caesar on Twitter, right? <laughs> so somebody quoted the tweet and said, she got class, action, lawsuits, lawyers, dressing, fancy suits, irate, court dates, mean to stay. You name it! <laughs> Genius, right? Genius. So that is what's been going on in these streets on in Twitter. These streets, in these streets. In these streets. In these streets. Oh, in these streets on Twitter. <laughs> so on our... Sh- on our um, our live show. Did we talk about our live show in D.C.? I don't think or am we I did. That tired? Well, shout out to D.C. I'm still tired from I'm like, last week. I'm like, did we talk about <laughs> D.C. or not? Well, we had an amazing live show in D.C. Awesome. I think yes, it, was it was actually bigger than, was it bigger than New York? No. I, I think Maybe it, it might have been. Maybe it was toe to toe. 
It's just like having two children. You don't love one more than the other one, so <laughs> right. you just you appreciate them both for what they are. DC the is our energy, wild child, right? DC, your energy was amazing. The laughter, the conversation, we had an amazing time. Yes, a lot of our friends were able to be there. It was hosted by Kia and Jade mm-hmm. coming through with the new podcast. Right? Hey, sis, Who here made on the Loudspeakers the Network. Amazing announcement that they will have a Loudspeakers Network podcast launching at the top of the year called Hey Sis <laughs> which is going to be amazing so excited about that and so of course they hosted the show and um, hosted the Q&A as well so for that show we wanted to actually discuss what we talked about on that show because we thought that it was a really valuable conversation especially with everything going on, on the internet right now and funny enough uh, I was listening to the read and Crystal her read tied into (laughs) the conversation (laughs) we had in D.C. I was like, listen, the collective consciousness is something. Like, when we all are feeling something in our spirit, it is there. (laughs) Sante is over here dying. It was just such a great live show. It was amazing. (laughs) But, okay, so the topic that we discussed was um, social acceptance and whether you tend to let your friends be safe though <laughs> whether you tend to let your friends slide on their thoughts you know do you have the right to check your friends for what they think but sliding on their thoughts no. <laughs> that's the only thing they better be sliding on otherwise y'all more than that's friends be sliding <laughs> y'all a little bit country and a little bit rock and roll okay <laughs> cause we, we um, just to use an example we brought up our friendship with Tax Stone yes we did Yes, we are. Right. And how we've had him on our show. We've been on his show. And a lot of people have side-eyed us because of our connection with Tax and a lot of the problematic things (laughs) that he has said online, you know, based on how you view his opinions. And um, people were just sort of like, how could you be friends with someone like that and support his platform? And, you know, so it got me thinking do should we? I cuss this bitch out or should I just <laughs> let it slide? <laughs> should I give him the time of day? Right, because I always have this uh, sentiment about meeting people where they are. And the thing about that conversation was that I focused specifically on your friends. The conversation was, do you meet your friends where they are? So for this conversation, let's, let's exclude the rest of the world. We'll, we'll talk about that later. But I'm talking about your homie, the one you were on the phone with, that you grew up with, you went to college with, high school, elementary school, the one that you know. You know what I mean? Um, that you've just been, you know what they've been through, you know why they act the way they do. Do you check them? Do you check your friends? You know, do you feel you have the right to do that? Do you just let them be who they are and just be like, that's just them? And my last question, would you check them online? (laughs) Because that's something that me and Crystal kept getting tweeted when Charlemagne made the comment about wishing that a woman of color (laughs) had a platform. Someone, so many, like our mentions were in shambles and one girl which stood out the most, she wrote, fix this in capital letters <laughs> to me and Crystal. <laughs> what is and wrong with like, people? What? Is that our job to bang on Charlemagne? <laughs> like, I wouldn't bang on my friends. And Charlemagne isn't my friend. Like, I, I don't know him like that. But let's say one of y'all said something problematic. I would drag y'all on Twitter. 
I would call you. Definitely I don't know why people think internet. that that would be my job. Fix this. <laughs> like, I'm going to, you know, be like, at Hey Asante, you know what I mean? So let's talk about it. What do you do when your friends are problematic? I shut my fat ass up and <laughs> like on precious. Remember? Hey, he told you to shut your fat ass up. Well, what did you do? I shut my fat ass up. and That's what you do. Your friends, you're not the police. You're not their mother or their, or their father. None of that shit. Now, you can have a healthy discussion about a difference in opinion. You can have a healthy discussion about different perspectives. But I can't whoop your ass, friend. I can't take my belt off and be like, didn't I tell you not to? You don't do that, 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 right, that. I can't do that to you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's not my job. And so, no, you can't police your friends. Now, anybody in this world can be checked. And that's just the reality of the world that we live in. Anybody can check me if I need to be checked. Well, right. they can't. But anybody has the right to feel like they To feel like they can. Well, I don't even want to admit to that. But y'all understand the point I'm trying to make. You know what I'm saying? I was That's like, just wow. life. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So that happens. Like something may happen. Some people are affected by all kinds of factors and they influence their behavior, right? So somebody can, you know, have an action towards you and it may not even be about you in that moment. Mm. And you guys do the work and talk about it and both of you figure out that it wasn't personal or it wasn't necessarily about you and you move on. So, yes, you can check your friends, but you're not going to police me. Right. You're not going to tell me. You're not going to tell me anything (laughs) other than... Like secrets and stuff, you know what I'm saying? But you, and you like tell cracking your jokes, yeah. you know that'd be equivalent to me tweeting and being like, "Dustin, right, exactly, friend, stop, exactly." While you're like dragging, um, what's her name from Love and Basketball? Not Love and Basketball, <laughs> <laughs> wrong movie. All right. That was just like when you did Young Jackie, Bianca. Jackie, Jackie Christie. I'm like, Dustin, leave Jackie alone. Right. <laughs> she blocked Jackie me too. That bitch, Jackie Christie. <laughs> oh Jackie Christie blocked me. You know what? It was because her new, she had a, a topless photo that leaked. Mm. And you could tell she, now it didn't even this. leak. She tweeted the picture, right? Oh. Or Instagrammed the picture. She Instagrammed the picture and then she deleted it real fast. And so, of course, there were all sorts of screen caps and stuff. And oh, so when wow. I saw it and the pose, the way it was so intentional, I'm like, she really, like, at that point, I felt I like she was forcing more of herself on me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> than I had to deal with. So I tweeted her, like, for real, you know what I'm saying, or something like that, like damn Jackie, or something like, or like I, like I really needed to see Jackie Christie's titties, or something like that. So she tweeted and she me back, you. "Fuck you," with the like a kiss thing or whatever. Fuck you and blocked me. <laughs> That's what the story of Dustin Ross and Jackie Christie, <laughs> Doug Christie's wife. I have businesses. I'm a boss. Yeah, I'm a boss. <laughs> but the point that you're making, friend, yes, that would be fucked up. You know what I mean? Right. I wouldn't do that and to, to you. And to check you online. Yeah, in front and, of and everybody. that's another thing. There's, 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 have some respect. If you know me, I'm like Monica, right? I, I heard, I read in a transcript of something she said on The Real, and y'all know I don't watch that show no more. So I, I kind of felt so guilty about loyal. it because it was related, but it was Monica, and I didn't watch mm-hmm. it, so they didn't get no ratings. So I felt at peace with my decision to read the transcript. <laughs> but what she said was something about, like, if you know me or whatever, don't say anything to me on the internet about an issue that you have with me when you have my phone number. Mm. Call me and say something to me or say something to me <laughs> when you see me. Right. Bring that to me. The internet is not a private conversation between two people or a space where we're alone and our our 
our friendship or connection is respected. People like to see friendships break up. Oh, that's They the like fun. drama. The internet yeah. is entertainment. So, mm-hmm. of co- And I don't even fault people for enjoying that. You're literally being entertained right now. Mm-hmm. But it's a difference between entertaining that and causing it and doing things that you know better than to do. Right. And mm-hmm. ending up fucked up. You know what I mean? Like, that. that's not cool with me, so... That's just where I draw the line on all of all of the shit. Asante, let's say you. I don't like to be the police. I mean, I just quit my job. I'm not a parent. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just don't like to. Um, I don't even want to have it in my head that I have to do do like check a friend at like at all. So people in this whole notion behind like, oh. You know, when that person did that, how come you didn't say this? It was it's kind of like, well, that's not how our friendship set up. Like maybe and maybe I had a conversation with them off the side of it. Like you don't yeah, know what, what no it is. Idea. And so when people just kind of come out the gate and like even with you, friend, like I know <laughs> I know I watch Love and Hip Hop down and I'm ratchet as fuck. And there are avenues that, you know, you and I just don't meet at. Mm-hmm. And that is totally fine with us. Yeah. There are some people that would be like. And I was definitely and, on the couch right next to you, on your shoulder was, watching. And, and I've never said this to you, but there are people that have literally been like, you know, you're tainting Fran. What? Yes. No. Y- yes. I mean, I'm a trash person, so people even think that I'd be tainting like Fury and Crystal and stuff. But it's no. like, they li- they will literally be like, you, you know, you can't be up there saying certain things with her in the room. And like, I've had people try to maybe in this instance, check or police me. No and way. I would be like, no, that's not how she like that's not how she set up. At like, it's just all. not set up like that. Like, I feel like people you're supposed to learn from them. And, you know, even with the topic last week, I haven't met a lot of people in enough spaces to learn from, you know, right. and that was, that's just part of me not knowing. So for us to meet Tax where he's at, you know, we're learning from him at that point. There it should not be a point anywhere in the friendship where we're just like, you know, telling, hey, you don't need to be doing that. Like, you know, unless we have a conversation and try to figure out what's going on and maybe they talk to it and figure it out themselves. But I just don't feel like it's any especially on the Internet. The internet, and especially like on Twitter, these avenues that are set up, as Dustin said, media, so they're, you know, mostly entertainment. These are not avenues set up to have long-form, thoughtful conversations with someone, you know, like in a one-on-one kind of nature, in an intimate setting. Like, it just isn't going to work. It doesn't even look like you're trying to be a friend at that point when you're doing something like that. I remember when, like... showboating at that point. I remember back in, like, 2008, 2009, when it was, like, blogger season really getting started, and everybody's blogs were always coming through, and, you know, people had typos and stuff, and there was no, like, you know, (laughs) there was no easy way to tell somebody that they had a typo on the internet. (laughs) But at that point, a lot of people aren't friends, so there just used to be a lot of drama. (laughs) Oh, my God, what? Y'all know I've been been in them streets for a minute now, (laughs) and I used to just see a lot of that, too. And it's like, well, y'all ain't really friends. Like, if somebody retweeted me... Yeah. At the time, if somebody was retweeting me and telling me I had to type on my tweet, and if like, and I did, you know, fine, shit. But there would be people that, like go all out battle me, like you're supposed to be my friend, hold me down. And it's like <laughs> we don't really know each other. Like I read your blog, and it was wrong. Like just different things in that nature. But like when it's your friend, you know better. Like you know, you know what their boundaries are, and you may not even know where you trigger them to come and talk to you about something. But you do know that you're you know what their intentions are with their words when tax sits up here and talks the way that he's talking like he tells that damn story about gay Corey. every time i've seen tax <laughs> i feel Corey. like he's talked about gay Corey. and i'm not gonna sit up here and be like tax 
you know, just because Corey's gay does not mean you need to call him gay Corey for the story. Like, it's his story. It's his friend. That's how they called each other. That's what they called each other in the hood. I don't care. Like, you know, he's not calling gay Corey to use it as a slur against me. So I shouldn't be offended or be affected. He's not even calling gay Corey gay Corey to be a, a, f- offensive to him. So why should I police him in that manner? You know? It sucks. <laughs> I love the face. What about you, friend? I what? mean, I, you know, one of the topics, too, that comes out of this conversation as well is the the story of self-sacrifice, which is something that I have stopped doing just, just for my mental health <laughs> in Ooh, life. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think when you take it upon yourself to be the police and to save everyone and to correct everyone, and, you know, granted, it is dope when you are learning you know especially on this show obviously we don't know everything we bring up these conversations not because we are these like idiots and not because we're intellectuals either we're somewhere in the middle where we can be like what can you offer what can you offer what can I offer and then how can we as creative you know content creators and you guys as listeners what can we pull from discussing this like that's the beauty of the show and I think you know, I treat people in life the same way, my friends. You know, I, we all have different experiences, so we're going to see the world differently. I can't expect you to think how I think because you didn't live how Our I live. Our movies are going to be different. Yeah, you didn't live how I live. So you're not going to see life the way I do, and I cannot expect that of you, you know. So I am very cautious, and people might be like, oh, you know, that's, you know, you're not checking people and putting them in their place. But I sort of feel like that's, why would I do that? That's not my job to do that. Obviously, my friends and I are honest with each other. You know, like Maya and I, if I said something on the show that she was like, hmm, (laughs) in us talking about the show, which we do every week, you know, it'll come up. But it's never like her checking me. It'll just be her being like, I'm interested, I'm intrigued that you said X, Y, and Z. That's how we do it. And then I'll be like, why? What are you intrigued about? And then she'll tell me what was surprised her about what I said. And then we'll get into conversation and either she'll be like, I don't see it that way. Or she'll be like, I get it. And that's that. Shout out to Maya. Right. And there's no. Yeah, there's no policing. There's no judgment. There's no like, you're wrong. You're right. You know, because we all just see the world the way we see it. And the self-sacrifice issue is kind of ties into last week's. Um. The letter, the asking for a friend mm. when they, she was like, should she check her her coworker? And sometimes it's like, who are you to put yourself in the position to have to like constantly be saving the world? That's very exhausting. Damn, that's a Tumblr quote. <laughs> yeah, like I've done it my whole, like once I, I would say my whole life, but that's a lie. Once I started like reading more and reading Osho and mm. like studying and changing my diet and fitness, naturally people will gravitate towards you because they'll feel like you have your shit together, you know? And they'll be like, can you help me with this? Can you help me with that? And I would offer advice, try to help everyone. Obviously I would date, like I always say, the little wounded birds that I'd be like, come, <laughs> let me, <laughs> let me help you bosom. get your shit together. <laughs> But that becomes exhausting being that person. And <laughs> now that's why I'm like, I'm not trying to save anybody. Like, if you have your shit together, you see me over here getting my shit together. Let's move forward together. That's okay. right. You don't know? save her. She don't want to be saved. Don't save I'm her. I'm not the cleanup girl I'm no more. I'm already saved. <laughs> okay. And sanctified. <laughs> and that ties into even my friendships. You know, like, I think whatever it is that you are supposed to figure out and learn, like, even Asante, whatever on the show, 
you may have said that I was like, hmm, I'm not going to sit here and be like, no, you should say it this way. You should think this way because that's for you to figure out. And who am I to try to interfere with your process? That's your process. That's right. You well, thank I mean? you for letting me be myself. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> and I would never check my friends online. I think this, you know, we've discussed this before, the dragging culture. You guys have gotten so used to seeing that that you expect friends to do it to each other. Yeah, and that's just... messy. I would never. I don't care who says what. One of y'all could say the most, like, the craziest shit, and I would never check you online, ever. I'll call you. <laughs> Send you a, a capitalized text. People and people don't even realize the internet is just not a safe space. Like at all, not for growth, <laughs> not for conversation. Not it's it's not. You know we're trying to make that to kind of carve that corner with this show, but for the most part, the rest of the internet they're not that That's understanding. Right. It don't matter what part you're in. There's especially always especially not the, Twitter. Especially not Twitter. Even but even on like. Instagram, the comments will get out of control. On Facebook, it's where people show their true colors. It's like, oh, what gosh, is Facebook. going on? It's just not safe on the internet to have, like, well, for, in my experience, right? Because I, I started a tweet last week and was like, you know, can I share my experiences and my point of view, how I'm feeling, the way I'm feeling? And I'm actually tweeting about this, and someone goes... And someone still checked you. Did, did you see that? I know, but somebody, I'm guessing. Somebody out of nowhere uh, was like, uh, no, it's not, or something like that. And I was like, didn't I just say from my... You can't tell me <laughs> from my perspective. And it's like, this is the internet. The world we live in, it's like, you need to be learning or, you know, doing something. But everyone thinks that they're the teacher. Too many chiefs and not enough Indians. We're all just out here trying to make it together on our own. You know what I'm saying? And you try to have these moments with your friends. You can't have those moments in public spaces where you just want to, like, you know, tell your friends something that t- that is meant to help them, you know, if you if that's why you're checking them. Because yeah. if you come to check me, I'm thinking that you're trying to help me, and you're not trying to help me if you're doing that on the Internet. Right. And like Crystal was saying on the read, she was like, I'm not Charlamagne's mom. <laughs> <laughs> for everybody okay. was like hitting her up check like, the rest of his timeline at least the rest of that shit speaking of mamas like you try to check me I'm gonna check your mama cause it's her fault that you even make a stupid decision to even try to check me right so your mama number one and number two like I'm not really even comfortable with the whole phrasing of like meeting somebody where they at mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying like no People are who they are. People have had the experiences that they've had. And you reach certain levels of enlightenment as you go along if you do it the right way. That's it. Everyone so it's not process. meeting people at where they are. You know what I'm saying? For me, like, I don't feel like I'm meeting my friends where they at. Mm-hmm. It's not my place to check nobody. It's not my place to check tax. I don't even want to. Why does it matter to me that he says anything that he says? I don't care. In fact, I enjoy it. I know him as a person, you know what I'm saying? Like, so I'm good. And that's not me excusing any of his behavior. I don't feel like it's my place to excuse his behavior. You know what I'm saying? We're peers. So the whole notion of all of that, sometimes it makes me uncomfortable. I don't like that. I feel like it's a way for people to be passive aggressive. Exactly. I can see that. Exactly. I can so, see that. So, you know, and I just wanted to say that. I had a song on my heart. <laughs> I hear that. Especially when it's spaces where it's you don't even feel uncomfortable by what somebody did. So it's like, why should somebody... And that's the, that's actually was the second thing, too. You know, nor because we brought this up at the show. Like, what is normalized behavior for you may not necessarily be healthy behavior. It's just that you are used to it. Every mm-hmm. night, and every I, Monday night at 8 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> and I've had to check myself on that, too, because I've seen, you know, 
Um, and, you know, obviously, let's not put this all on tax. Just men and a lot of men in general, people in general have a way of speaking based on where they come from, how they've been raised, what their realities are. Mm-hmm. And for me, me and tax have an extremely parallel background and lifestyle. So the way he speaks is normalized for me because it's how I grew up. You know, I have my cousins speak like him, my dad. Like, he literally is everyone in my family. So when women are like, how could you be around someone like that? I realize that I do have to check myself in certain ways because that is normalized behavior in my life. And it doesn't mean that it's proper. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, a man calling a woman a bitch doesn't make me cringe (laughs) because I'm used to it. But that doesn't mean that that's cool. Right. You know, so I do wonder... Do you ever feel like you do have to check yourself, though, for what behavior you've normalized in your life? Yes or no? Yes, but not in that way. Mm-hmm. In the way where it, where I have stopped allowing certain people that I felt like it wasn't my place to check mm-hmm. to treat me certain ways. And so I hold myself accountable for what I've normalized and allowed for a lot of years. Right, And yourself. I stopped allowing it. Right. Me, not them. I don't feel like I have to check my, I don't know. <laughs> no <laughs> shit is different it's over like here you know line. what i'm saying it's just different it's over just not here your thing. it's not my thing it's not my place not my thing at all what about you i'm normalized really, versus social acceptance you know i'm just i'm gonna go right on out and say it i i focus on what's normalized for me i don't find myself in a lot of spaces where i have to be or well let me let me dial back for a second i don't feel the need of uh, Maybe because I just quit my job to be proper a lot. And a lot of the time, for a very long time before I cut my hair, like, you know, I was just real like, you know what? Fuck the notion of cutting my hair and having to be the clean cut Negro. Like, I can still accomplish this job and look how I want to look. You know what I'm saying? A lot of this shouldn't have to take away from that. So when I decided, you know, with my friends, I'm looking around at them and everybody is literally living their life doing what they want to do. So, like, who who are me? (laughs) who are me me to sit back and tell you (laughs) that something that you're doing is wrong in this instance because you might be like oh well you still talk about you know bitches or whatever so you can't tell me you know like people are always going to find one or two things to police anyway or even if you try to help someone and they might not take it as help they're really going to look at you and be like well you still have this problem in this area so i really just feel like it goes back to the larger conversation about people weren't you know worrying about themselves and fixing themselves because when you have conversations with people like tax, sometimes, <clears throat> and I hate to even say that, because I feel like I'm, I don't even like saying that with people like tax. Because it sounds like he's and I don't a feel person like, like something. Yeah, right. and, and, I, and maybe this is me trying to normalize him, but I really just don't find myself in a lot of spaces to where, you know, there is that need to be proper. You know, that need to, uh, to... You know, we in the studio, and not to say that it's okay for niggas to talk about bitches and all that stuff, but if we're at the studio and that's how people talk, you know, if as long as they have enough, enough respect to not pe- call people bitches in the street and know that bitches is actually offensive and they're just, you know, maybe putting on or whatever, you know, that's really all on them. I'm not going to be in a space to where I can just be like, hey, bro, you need to dial back on this. Unless you white saying the N-word. Like, really, my, everything else I'm really not worried about. <laughs> that's the only time it's crossing the line. Yeah. For me, for what I can think of right now, there might be other instances, but I just really don't feel the need with my friends to to be like, hey, you need to do this unless it's something that they're coming into new. And usually by that time, we've had a conversation beforehand. And even then, it's not like a check check type situation. 
People just mind their own business. And I think we front a lot, too. Mm-hmm. This is the last point that I want to bring up and see how you guys feel. But, and I've mentioned this before, like, you know, PC culture. PC-ness is important. There's a value to it because we do have to, and obviously this is my opinion, We it is important to be sensitive to people, especially like last week's topic, you know, to how people align with gender, to how people align with race, how they identify themselves. These are things that we sh- I feel we should be learning. Conversations, you should be educating yourself how to respectfully, um, how to respectfully refer to someone's pronouns. You know, like things, right. like these are things that, to me, are valuable about PC culture so that you can expand how you socialize yourself with the people around you and make sure everyone's comfortable. I think that's valuable. But I also think there's a lot of lying that happens online where we love to say so-and-so's canceled, so-and-so's this, mm-hmm. but then you go home cracking up with your homie saying off the wall fucked up shit that we all do (laughs) and you laugh about it because that's your cousin and your homie or your mama saying crazy shit but then you go online canceling people you know and then I'm sure with your homegirls in college or in your dorm y'all are saying really fucked up shit in the dorm but then you go online canceling so and so because they said you know and I'm like there's an element of lying that I know happens because it's natural to have to try to be the superhero online. I think we're all guilty of it. But I think, you know, that's why when someone's like, someone's else canceled, I'm usually like, yeah, I bet you if we did some digging <laughs> on your Twitter. Is that, like, right. is that something people say? They just, all they... the time. Are you kidding? Someone's canceled every day online. And I'm, wow. I never participate in that because I'm like, you know how many things y'all would cancel my ass about if you really knew who I was? You know what I mean? Like you only know my work online, but you and I, we talked about that in DC when I was talking about my how um, on insecurity with Crystal, you know, with Issa Rae cheating, and I had um, said on the show how I had struggled with cheating as well, and obviously the audience in the DC show was (laughs) cracking up because they were like, "What? Like not you, friend?" And I was telling them about the men that hit me up really angry saying they won't respect my work they'll never support me again huh. and it made me laugh because I'm like that's sad that you You've been built canceled. <laughs> <laughs> that's sad that you built who you thought I was and now you're angry that I'm not fulfilling that when that was your creation not mine mm. Let you know, know what I mean? friend. Mm. and that's unfair and I think that's something that we all tend to do I we said the same complex. thing to my mama I'm just playing I'm totally just playing <laughs> you built that person no, I'm just <laughs> I imagine I'm just you playing. But, but you know, you know what? what I mean? Like, I come think... on, let's all admit we're complex. Mm-hmm. We are figuring shit out. We're mm-hmm. evolving. We're problematic. Mm-hmm. No one's perfect. You know, some of us put in a little more work than others. Yes, that's true to like um, to understand people better. Mm-hmm. But everyone has their process. You know, I've evolved so much because I've just made it a priority. But I can't look down on someone who hasn't because who knows five years from now. That's when their modal hit. You know what I mean? Like and, everyone's in different places. And and that's like the really, really big thing theme for me, you know, with the whole PC thing. It's one of those things where people lie or they'll try to use shit against you. And it's like a lot of it could be teachable moments. And so that's why I always run towards the ratchet corner and say, you know what? I'm going to just stay over here and not worry about, corner. you know, learning and stuff. Because 
when you do, when you try to open those doors, you see a lot of the attack that comes with it. And a lot of that is distraction. And so then for me, it's like, okay, this is too much. And I always just lose interest really fast. But like you said, I mean, we just need a lot more of these spaces to have these conversations. So like... And be allowed allowed to kind of like... Not know everything. <laughs> I mean, <Yeah. laughs> that's but, every, but everybody think. already thinks that you know enough to not do, you know, one or two things that have turned them off. And you might not have even gotten to, you know, point B to even have that, com- that complaint. People are always turned off by the way that somebody talks or maybe the word, you, the words used or by not including this person. And it's like at that point when you feel like, you know, when you become sensitive to everyone else's sensitivities, it kind of fucks your shit up. And that's the part that I'm having to rebuild, you know, just in my 20s, having to form these stable opinions without getting distracted. Right. I don't know, y'all. I just kind of feel like intention matters. I know I say that shit every week, every time we on the show, I always say the same thing. But you can always tell how things are intended, right? It's a difference between somebody making a statement about something and it being different from how you feel about it or even being different from how you might feel they should feel about it. Mm. Right. But there's a difference between that and literally watching somebody blatantly do something like completely malicious to hurt somebody, to stop someone's progress, to further emotionally damage a person, like to just watch something like that happen. That's totally different. And people have to know the difference between the two. We live in a day where people get angry because they disagree with you. Just straight up. Flat out. That Mm -hmm. simple. They get angry because (laughs) they disagree with you. That's just it. And they take that anger and they channel it and, and they display it in different ways because they want you to know. Mm-hmm. So they do shit to you. You know what I'm saying? That's that's the, the the era that we live in and it's sad because it's really okay to be different. And we're so we're so um incessant with this message of tolerance and with this message of inclusion and all this other shit. But nobody's inclusive of other people's opinions, nobody's inclusive of other people's perspectives. Mm-hmm. Nobody's fair. So me, you know what I'm saying? I like to just mind my own business. Make sure that I am doing things for the goodwill of a situation and doing things that will benefit myself and everybody that's important to me and other people who I have an opportunity to impact in a beneficial way. I try to do it as much as I can. Like, I'm all about just trying to be a good person. And that's why it's difficult for me to just allow somebody to disrespect me or allow some shit to go down like that because you made a choice to be lazy about doing the work that it takes to be cool. You did. You decided to fuck with me, and that's why it's hard for me. Right. So that's just that. <laughs> so what's the takeaway, guys? Leave us the fuck alone. <laughs> shit. That's, that's the takeaway. Don't, don't police us about shit. That's it. And don't, don't let us know. We don't need to know. It's fine for you to have a feeling. You don't always have to express that. Just really, really stay in your own area and but police yourself. What, let's say you were best friends with Charlemagne. Okay. And he tweeted that tweet about women of color. What was it? Women of color should... Um, Some to the fact of being more like... This yeah, something. like he compared us to Tommy and said, you know, if only... Like right, if only mm-hmm. we worked as hard to have platforms like she does, which insinuated that we are back here kicking it. <laughs> and... He, which is, you know, a lot of us are on this network with him busting our ass for the past five, six years. So that was like a slap in the face. 
If he was your best friend and you saw him tweet that, how would you have approached something like that? I would have texted him like, what the fuck is wrong with you? You know what I'm saying? Like, why the fuck would you tweet that shit? That's what I would have said. And we would have talked about it and shit. I'd be like, nigga, you know we're going to have to cuss everybody out because your ass didn't tweet this shit. Damn, hold on. So is that checking him? No, that's being a friend. That's being a friend. Okay. That's not checking him. That's not me saying you was wrong for saying it. Okay. You know what I mean? Unless I felt like that. If I felt like he was wrong for saying it, that's what I would say. But that still wouldn't be a check because I'm your friend right so i'm not reprimanding you or or addressing your behavior and shit in an authoritative manner right that's what checking somebody is right and so, so it's not so my place for you it's the difference in how you it's the delivery it's the delivery and it's the nature of the relationship right you have friends that you can talk about things like that with where that layer of sensitivity is absent you know what i mean so like you literally can just be raw in what you say to each other. You have other friends that are not, and you respect people's sensitivities and their boundaries, and you have conversations that are tailored to, I guess, them being, you know, productive. So, but it's not your place to say, you know, you were wrong and I'm mad about it and you need to do this. Like, who are you? You right. can't talk to people like that. Like, that that's not your child and you're not a person who has that power or ability to do that, to issue a deck, to, to, to say that. What if it, What if Charlemagne was your boss? Like, what if you were a higher talent? I really talent? wouldn't say nothing because I don't got to work. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> but what if, and let's say, aside from that particular tweet, what if he said something like 10 times worse? Like, something that would legit trigger you, like, shit and he was your boss would you say something or would you like be like that's not my place if he was my boss and we weren't friends then i wouldn't say anything it's not my place now let's be clear that doesn't mean that i'm going to be in a room with somebody and allow them to say you know what fuck black people or fuck gay people and that's what i mean all the fags you know what i'm saying that's where the line is the line is in the intent of the action and in the statement this charlemagne issue that people are bringing up you were affected by that because you personally work hard and you have a proven you know legitimate track behind you that shows that so you were offended but that was an insinuation and it was something that that completely overlooked a large group of people but it was not him saying bitch all the black women in the media are fucking bitches that are fucked up and you know something like that that's the shit you check check remember we talking about checking right. your friends like hitting you up. so mm-hmm. that's when you check a person when it's something that is blatant obviously you know what i'm saying like egregious or obviously like just malicious and intended mm. to hurt people. That's the kind of shit you check. You ain't got to agree with what Charlemagne said. You don't have to like what he said, but it's not your place to check him. Not you, of course. I'm talking no, about the No, in general. People. Yeah, it's not our place to check somebody. So I guess to answer your question, Fran, the line for me is in the is in the is in whatever the uh, the offense or the action is it's a big difference in me so disagreeing for you there are yeah that I, I, will it's make not you. my place to check you if i disagree with what you said it is my place to check you if you disrespect me or people or you do something like that that's where you get checked but me just not liking what you said that's not my place because you need to look at it and say it like this instead of that way no it's a difference what about mm. you, sir? What if it was your, what if you and Charlemagne or, or someone, and let's not put this all on him, someone just said something so crazy? You know, I'm really thinking really hard about this because I'm I'm at that phase in my life where I'm 
really actually trying to focus on what I'm saying, not in the PC sense, but more so as to get out my feelings and convey them in a very constructive way. So if I'm in a situation like like that or something similar, I really, my goal is to get out to you. After, of course, you know, if you would feel like explaining to yourself or paying to the picture of why you feel like what you're saying is right. Um, if I felt like disrespected by something or if it affects me closely like that, I would really want to just convey how I feel and what it is exactly that is making me feel a certain type of way. And I think that from there we can constructively figure out if this is a situation where this person feels like they did, you know, like not a, even a, a check situation, because it might be something in me, you know, it might be with our friends, we might check them in a situation where it's really us that might need to be checked, maybe. And um, I say that to say, you know, I w- would like for it to be a teachable moment. So um, I guess kind of to open my chapter of friend a little bit, you know, I would, I would like to take a lot of those situations and be able to kind of talk to people and figure out where they're at and where they're going and tell them where, I, where I'm coming from and kind of figure out ways to marry the two, but respectfully. Because if, you know, Charlemagne says something like that, <laughs> I just have to send a text and be like, you know, you're going to have a lot to explain and doing the breakfast club on the morning, right? <laughs> like, I mean, people going to say and do what they're going to do. Niggas going to nig is one thing that I, I choose to live by. So regardless of what I tell you, um, whether I feel like it's going to change the situation now or later, you're still going to do whatever you feel like doing based on, you know, operation before me and how you take the information I give you. So I can't control any of that. Best I can do is say constructively how I feel if it affects you. And if it does, it does. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Understood. And my takeaway stands. I know there are some people that are like, you're just too understanding and too compassionate. And I'm like, listen, I have seen how much my opinions have changed. I've seen how much, you know, I've had one belief system and then something happened to me and it turned it into a different belief system or I've been checked for things that I was completely oblivious to that you would think. That mean it didn't matter, but go ahead, though. (laughs) You would think, you know, you could read all the books, you could do all the meditations, you could read, you know, you could eat all the good food and there's it doesn't mean that you're going to know everything. It's impossible. You're going to have to be checked at some point, you know? Impossible. (laughs) And I've been checked by people that I love and trust, and it's always helped me so much. So I can't look at anyone else, you know, and be like, you should know this. Because I've been checked. (laughs) I mean, I I still get checked. What, being checked? Yes. Because it sounds... When you're my friend, I never want to feel like, Something like that, like, oh, now I got to go check. Like, I never even say or think like that. That's like you about to fight somebody. Because it makes it sound like there's, like, levels. So even when people are like, you need to check your friend. you Like, when you're talking to somebody, not even asking for advice sometimes. Like, you need to do, this is what you need to, you need to, like, don't tell me what I need to do. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to go tell this person what they need to do. If you want to go tell them that, tell them that. But don't play, I would <laughs> Like, sometimes that's just too much. Like, you need to. No, I don't. If I need to, I would have done it. What I need to do is get away from you telling me what I need to do ass. That's what I need to do. <laughs> Every time someone says you need to, just say it right back to them. You know what you need to? You need to. Cut them off and be like, you need to. <laughs> you need to. I got opinions. Don't matter and shit. And Shut fuck the fuck up. up. Talking <laughs> to me right now, nigga. Shut up. That's what you need to do, man. So I don't know. I'm curious. Like Dustin said, don't just opine. On our opinions, we'd love to hear what That's you right. have to say and what you I think. 
<laughs> I'd love to hear, you know, do you check your friend? And obviously, this conversation is very, very focused on friends. I'm not talking about how you feel about Tommy and if you should check her. I'm talking about <laughs> how you feel about the people in your lives that you love. You know, do you check them? Do you let them be? Let us know what you think. And I would love to read them next week. Today's episode of The Friend Zone is also brought to you by Bevel. Don't you hate waking up to find out that yesterday's shave has created today's budding razor bumps? Well, I don't know anything about that life because I use Bevel. See, now Bevel is the first and only shaving system designed for coarse, curly hair and sensitive skin. Uh, Using a multi-blade razor, it can leave your skin with awful discoloration, irritation, and razor bumps. But Bevel is dermatologist approved, and it's proven to reduce and prevent razor bumps, discoloration, and irritation. Nine out of ten customers come back month to month to make sure that they keep getting that Bevel blessing, y'all. Bevel is designed from the ground up to give you a smooth, bump-free shave. How? The Bevel razor uses a single blade, which cuts hair above the skin, not beneath, so you can avoid those painful, ingrown hairs. When you order your Bevel end-to-end shaving system, look forward to receiving a pre-shave oil, badger brush, safety razors, blades, shaving cream, and a cooling, restoring balm in Gilead. I bet you could almost feel the healing just listening to the ad, right? Shout out to the good folks at Bevel. They're letting our listeners get the first month of their new subscriptions for free. Just go to getbevel.com slash friendzone and sign up today to get that first month for free. That's G-E-T-B-E-V-E-L dot com slash friendzone. Let's get back to the show. So with that being said, shall we jump into this week's wellness segment? <laughs> well, 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 well. <laughs> Got a good one this week. <laughs> so here's my question for you two. Question. What's up? What deodorant do you guys use? You for real? I'm Old so for spice real. and a perspiring deodorant. I think it's got like 14 or 15 percent of that zinc aluminum stuff. I'm not supposed to have. Is that what you about to talk about? Because I need know that. It. I need all that zinc in there. I usually go <laughs> for the friend. I'm gonna need the chemical. You know, I must. need look. I need the I'm chemical. That's what I'm telling you. Know what I'm saying I need something like, to sizzle it. A I usually bit. go for the deodorant with the 24 percent. But you know, if you were to do your research, and obviously for mm-hmm. those listening, you know what I always say. Don't believe anything I see. Don't believe anything I say. Question everything. Do your own research. Check your own sources. This is my personal experience. I have to start putting my that disclaimer. <laughs> oh, I love that song. My, 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 my <laughs> Sharona. My, 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 my. Yes. Yeah, listen to Juicebox. But the thing about aluminum is that Pretty no, much. I, every, don't tell me this when I need my aluminum. <laughs> it, it is. You know how out. hot New York gets hear in the summertime. Okay. Even the foil friends. <laughs> Damn, I can't use Reynolds. If you look it up, there's strong evidence that aluminum links to cancer and Alzheimer's disease. So I really want you guys to be mindful of that. It also has <gasps> propylene glycol, which is a common name for, which is the Lit. scientific name for antifreeze. It is a very controversial additive that is actually in a lot of personal care products. I want you guys to look up the Environmental Working Group, EWG. They actually have an app. You can put in your product that you want to kind of know how bad it is. (laughs) And it'll tell you the cancer risks. Um, It'll break down the ingredients and basically let you know how, how hazardous this particular product is. It's a great app to have. So it's like deodorant facts 
for everything though, your shampoo, conditioner, lotion, shampoo facts is literally like a, a database for products all day. <laughs> Carfax, and it lets like you know, you know the shit. <laughs> The toxicity levels. Um, it, a lot of deodorants also have formaldehyde. Uh-uh. I want to stick around, but not like that. <laughs> <laughs> Carabins, which are known to be hormone disruptors. What? Um, antibacterial substances that are endocrine disruptors, which really, really negatively affect your immune system. Oh, not You ever have a um, little lump in your underarm? You never yes. feel that? Hmm. Is that right, Dustin? So you mean to me, I got knots landing. <laughs> I like look, how look, both look, of y'all look, look so guilty. Yeah. Like, what about them? <laughs> I don't got them no more because, you know, I be taking breaks. But it's like I know a little it's soreness, that. right? <laughs> yeah, it and was. It, those are it. your lymph nodes. And, when you're, and the thing about your lymph nodes is that all of that has to do with how your body... What the lymph nodes carry all the shit, right? It's how your body cleans itself out, and it highly affects your immune system. Now, your kidney and your livers, they handle the toxicity, but your lymph nodes just make sure that your body is moving and flowing properly. I'm actually going to do um, a wellness segment on dry brushing, like brushing your skin. Have you guys heard of that? No. It's... That'll be next week, but it's a it'll help you with your lymph nodes. But so with your lymphatic spa, I should system, get the brushing thing. You totally should. It's was, amazing. You should be doing waste. it at home. No, I'll do a whole segment on that. But um, you want your lymphatic system to be able to flow, you know, so everything is just kind of like moving and going. And the thing with these chemicals in this deodorant is that it it's unnatural to block the way that your body sweats. And antiperspirant is basically saying, hey, body, don't sweat. And it creates blockage in your underarms, which is why you get that hardness. All these chemicals are hitting your lymph nodes and affecting your immune system. So many chemicals, you guys. You should just be mindful. And now the problem is, and I know because I dealt with it too, is that the natural deodorants will have you sweat, sweaty, will have you stinky, and they even turn your underarms black. Oh, hey, no, see, friend. Wait, listen. It's something that's common. I can admit that because it happened to me a million times. And it's usually because of the baking soda or the arrowroot powder that they use. But I found one that I can totally co-sign, you guys. You know, It took me a while to find it. Um, and someone actually just reminded me because I totally forgot to tell you guys about it. She, like tweeted a picture of one of my snapchats and was like where did you buy the deodorant it was literally a picture of my beauty uh set up on the sink i was like dang she zoomed in but (laughs) she needed it but this is the only deodorant that i can truly say has not um had me smelly and has not turned my underarms black now i will say because your body has to detox from using these chemicals that have been blocking how your body sweats naturally, which is what an antiperspirant is, you are going to have to go through a sweating period. But your body needs that. You have to let it out. So I remember when I first transitioned, and when I first transitioned to natural deodorant, I did have hella sweat spots, and it was uncomfortable and not cute. I understand. Usually people quit. Through that transition process, but you can't. You have to let your body let out all of that sweat. How and, long you said this this lasted? I mean, it's gonna be different for everyone's body type since right, we all sweat sure. differently and we all have different active lifestyles. 
but it's just a purging. And you know those clay masks, like the Indian Aztec clay mm-hmm. that people use on your face and your feet? Use it on your underarms to help you um, detox as well and get mm. all of those chemicals out. And it'll actually help the process move faster. So we can use that and still wear regular deodorant? Um, the clay? Mm-hmm. Well, the clay is just a detox to help the sweating um so could you, so faster. could you, if, okay, so let's say you're not ready to do the whole process, could you use the Aztec clay maybe once uh, every couple of weeks to like detox from well, what's the, the point? You know, just That's keep... like taking a break from drinking to go back and drink. Yeah. <laughs> you got to do that sometimes. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah. just, I mean, listen, <laughs> who you know, am I wellness, to tell you what not to do? Wellness and steps. Uh, <laughs> wellness and steps. <laughs> Baby steps. Okay, but like, so friend, mm-hmm. because I'm just gotta admit, it's gonna be hard for me to give up deodorant, girl. No, <laughs> you but you're not gonna give it up. You this what the clay is gonna help you do is transition to a natural deodorant to get the the chemicals and the blockage and to have your you know your lymphatic system back in check and get your body moving how it's supposed to naturally because obviously the chemicals disrupt that they disrupt your your body's natural flow. The clay is almost like a reset. Think of it as a reset button for mm. your underarms. And once you, yes, you're going to be sweating a lot at first, but then the natural deodorant that you're using, your body will start to embrace it. And it'll get back on track to how your body is supposed to naturally sweat without depending on this antiperspirant that's constantly telling your body, don't sweat, don't sweat, don't sweat. So I did go through a sweating period for months. Not cute. But once my body got used to it and was like, okay, this is how much Fran sweats without these chemicals telling her not to sweat, I was fine. So Mm. now I use the natural deodorant. I don't sweat. I don't stink. You don't. No. You don't. And it's natural. And I've hugged you guys every day. And trust me, Dustin Asante would be the first ones to tell y'all that I stink. (laughs) 100% never. Never never tell. I'd be like, Fran, now look. Yeah, so damn, friend. So wow. it's a process, just like anything. It's a detox, like with any other drugs you would use. You know what I mean? Your body has to get used to not having that. So the deodorant is called Lone Deodorant, L-O-N-E, deodorant.com. That's the website. Because you're going to be by yourself for a few months. <laughs> <laughs> they letting you know up front, you're going to be by yourself for the first few months. <laughs> <laughs> no, you guys, trust me, you, your body is going to love you for this. Um, we have to, it's hard. You're never going to live a life that's 100% right. clean. I mean, every, there's chemicals and everything. But everything. if you can minimize it, you know, the best you can, I always suggest that you do that where you can. And Lone Deodorant is amazing. They have three different scents, I believe. Um, they have like a citrus. They have a mint, and then they have unscented, obviously, for those who are not into I actually don't like the scents because I wear a lot of scents with mm. natural oils, and I don't want the clash of smells. And you're like, I already got this under control. You know, okay. all my little herbs and, and oils and stuff. <laughs> but that's LoneDeodorant.com. That one will not make your armpits black. I promise you. I am personally co-signing. I've been using this deodorant, I would say, a year and a half now. And I love it, you guys. It's amazing. Like, my armpits are healthy. I, I can wear, like, you can always tell when you have a sweat spots when you wear, like, light gray, like, ash gray shirts. <laughs> <laughs> 
those are the first ones to blow Man. up your spot. And I wear it'd be a little wetness at first, a and then all of a sudden you came arm. out the pool. You're like what the heck? <laughs> and I wear those gray uh, tees and crew necks with no problem with my natural deodorant. So, and I wear the deodorant and lasts all day. It's not something that you have to keep reapplying because some of the natural ones you have to reapply like every couple hours but this one's fine i put it in the morning and by the nighttime i'm still really good to go so that's a natural option that i want you guys to check out you know i'm here for you guys to be healthy i want us all to grow old and be cute together okay tell me about just in case i encounter someone that you know was going down the same path Mm -hmm. what makes the underarms black it's the (laughs) the baking soda well no i mean it's different for a lot of people um, when I what I'm referring to is the natural deodorant that causes it's got like charcoal irritation. Oh, no, 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 oh, no. the black is the irritation. It's an it's just a skin irritation. It's your skin not connecting well with the baking soda because it can be harsh. Mm. So that's what does that for people. Also, the shaving if you're not sterilizing or using clean razors often. You know, some people leave the razors in the shower, let it get wet. Bacteria accumulates. They use the same razor. Mm. It's a lot of issues. So. Nasty ass. <laughs> that is so nasty. A bacteria laden. Bacteria laden. Or they razor. don't cover it. You know how your razor has the little plastic cover. Yeah, they yeah. won't cover it. They'll leave it out. Use the same razor. Like a lot of habits that we can fall into, just being kind of lazy. You know, your skin ends up suffering the consequences of that. So that's where a lot of the blackness can come from. But it tends to be irritation. So, yeah, that's it for this week's wellness segment. Do you guys have any other questions about it? You no. should try it. I'm going to order it and just give it to no, you guys. No, <laughs> I can't. St- I can't. I can't. Yeah. And I love you. You and wouldn't I believe try it for like you. a month. Hell no. A Fred, deodor- you know how many people I got to meet? And I'm challenge. a whole man. <laughs> I don't want to challenge my deodorant. We in agreement. <laughs> still like, do a deodorant I, challenge. We should, you guys. It'll be so fun. But I, but I tell you what, mm-hmm. in the spirit of true partnership, mm-hmm. I will talk to you. But you know, I'm just playing. <laughs> I, will, I will, I will let you. I will come up with a, a natural remedy for something else that I'm dependent on in my, in my, you know, like and be willing to like switch. And I will, yes. I will, okay. trans- yes. I will we'll, transition. We'll figure out what yes. that is. Yeah. But that's it. I hope you guys um, check out the site. Not no, I'm not sponsored by them. They don't know who I am. Um, it's just a great site that I think deserves attention because it's a really amazing product with, it's only five ingredients. It's like sea salt, like lavender Don't give them the recipe. <laughs> but it's great. <laughs> it's five really clean ingredients. Like how beautiful is that? And they're all natural. Sea and it's salt like don't make your armpits draw up. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's actually really, really healthy. Healthy antibacterial. So you'll love it. I just it. assumed it would make your armpits draw. You know you put salt on like a cut in your mouth. Well if you think about it, it's it's what will help you not be sweaty. It's the natural version of the antiperspirant. Mm. Yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> but check it out. And don't be being check cheap putting putting check that Morton salt underneath your no. goddamn arms. No. Don't, y'all, don't, y'all don't start y'all shit. You could put lemon. Lemon is a great deodorant. Just dab so, like a just fresh lemon. Lem- just lemon. I promise you. My grandma used to do that, and we used to be like, she's so weird. The lemon ain't gonna <laughs> last you twenty four hours though. It's Le- gonna last you. Really? It really will. It cuts. It cuts through. It's lemon. <laughs> yeah, friend. <laughs> Try who it. Who knew? who knew? All you needed was a lemon wedge. Oh, but Try then you it. have all that pulp under your arms. <laughs> <and shit. laughs> 
Hell no. Can you imagine how irritating that be? Can you imagine take like getting ready to like mess around with somebody and you take oh your wife God. beater off and you got lemon pulp and seeds all over every goddamn thing? Lemon seeds that's all no in your underarm hair. That's different than the dudes that take off their shirt and have the little dingleberries from yeah, the deodorant. deodorant. <laughs> so like, you know. I'd rather see lemon than deodorant <laughs> balls. I'd rather see a cake stain. <laughs> a cake stain? Yeah, like, she know the deodorant cake? Oh no. my God! I thought you were talking about like, like draws. cake for the. <laughs> I was no. Like, what? See how no. my wellness segment just went all the way left. <laughs> friend, you better check us. You better check us, right, friend. friend. Check us, friend. Right? Someone's gonna be like, "Fix this." Right. <laughs> sounding like a Trump support. Sounding like, sound like Judge Jeannie, old evil ass on Fox News, yelling and screaming all the goddamn time. They love getting in front of that camera, yelling and screaming on Fox News. Well, don't actually, they? speaking Spe- of just going getting in front of camera and yelling and, <laughs> yelling and screaming, and yelling and screaming, the perfect segue. What's happened this week on TV Land, Dustin? All right, y'all. So, peep game. <laughs> this was one of the best weeks of Bravo reality television on Sunday nights ever. Now, mind you, on Sunday I have worked probably what turned out to be an 18-hour workday. And I still found the space and the time (laughs) to watch The Real Housewives of Atlanta and Married to Medicine. Atlanta, not Houston. But I'm telling you... Is that one started already? I guess, but I'll never watch it. Never. I watched Real Housewives of Atlanta with Asante. Did you really? And um, Candy Candy was in lingerie. Yes. That her mama had told her to put on go in there and, and, you know, mess around with Todd. Yes. And that was exactly when I walked away from the (laughs) (laughs) Remember last week I was trying to be real nice. I was like, Mama Joyce was real nice. Until I saw the episode. (laughs) Well, she was in rare form this week. This was one of the best episodes of The Real Housewives of Atlanta of all time I'm telling you it was fantastic Mama Joyce entertained me and she don't owe me no change I'm telling you none keep it it was great she um she she her her perspectives on Phaedra's scandal with her marriage and her divorce and this bomb I'm threat her perspective yeah. Yeah. Oh, this, yes. this quote unquote bomb threat that came in her law office the things that Mama Joyce was that saying was so weird what I loved about it was that Mama Joyce was doing y'all know that I'm very big on loyalty right and I'm very big on like if you that's your friend that's your friend that's your family that's your family you fucking hold it down and so Mama Joyce is super protective of Candy and I love it. I know that it's extreme. I know that it's not fair. I know that it is rude and disrespectful, but I thoroughly enjoy watching it on TV. And an example of that would be this week when they were all at a sit-down dinner to taste food for Candy's upcoming restaurant, the Old Lady Gang. They were sitting at the, the table. Old Lady OLG. Gang. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In honor of her, and paying homage to her aunts, Bertha, Bertha and, and Nora. <laughs> anyway, so uh, they were sitting at the table and... Joyce knew that it was uncomfortable for Phaedra to talk about that quote-unquote bomb threat scare or whatever. They knew that Phaedra was going to do what she normally does and try to spin it and turn it into something that it totally wasn't. Phaedra's full of shit, and they knew it. So Mama Joyce, you know what she does? The first thing she does is as soon as Phaedra walks in, Mama Joyce grabs Phaedra's hands, and she's like, Phaedra, come here, can I talk to you? you And she pulls her off to the side, and she's like... I just, it was so bad for me hearing. And before she could even finish the sentence, she was about to bait Phaedra into a conversation about her divorce with Apollo so that she could call her out on some of the inaccuracies that Phaedra's been reporting in the media when it comes to her divorce proceedings. That's what Mama Joyce was doing. 
Candy intervened before it could get that fire because Candy and Phaedra were friends for real before and they have completely fallen out. Mm. And Candy is trying her best to have some dignity and regard for their past and not go the fuck off on Phaedra on TV. She's not saying and she's not telling secrets yet. She's not doing she's protecting the history of their friendship, even though they've fallen out. So at the table, when they started talking about the incident that happened at Phaedra's law firm, quote unquote, which is where the rapper Drama, who was one of her clients, quote unquote, <laughs> came up to the um, office again, to quote unquote. To drop off a bomb ass song. Yeah, but they interpreted it as a bomb threat or whatever. He was mad at her that because so weird. the truth is, <laughs> Drama got a baby by Angela Stanton, who was the woman who wrote the book that was exposing Phaedra for her alleged criminal activity with Apollo. What? Wow. Now, so, <laughs> at the table, when Mama Joyce kept talking about <laughs> it, she was like, segments. yeah, wow. Phaedra, well, I heard that he came up there and said that he had had it, and he was going to blow you the fuck up. And Phaedra was like, no, he, I didn't say it. She's like, yeah, that's what I read online. He said he was had had it, and he was going to blow you the fuck up. She said it like 15 times purposely because she knew that every time she said it, it was driving Phaedra fucking crazy. And that's why I love Mama Joyce. And do you remember what Phaedra was saying? Nothing. She was saying that she talked, oh, to, talked Homeland to Homeland Security. Security. As and fucking if in today's world, <laughs> fucking Homeland Security has time to deal with Phaedra Parks. <laughs> they don't even know who the fuck Phaedra is. They don't even know that that's somebody's name. They'd be like, Phaedra, is it, a, is it some insurance agency? Was it Phaedra? What is Phaedra? It sounds like an agency. <laughs> uh, you know, Phaedra handles our media. We, we, we put Phaedra to handle Phaedra. That's what it sounds. It sounds it like sound an like entity. An it doesn't even sound like a name. <laughs> and she wants us to think fucking Homeland Security took the time out of their day to talk to her about drama bringing a bomb to her office. I can't stand Phaedra because she's just so fake. But anyway, mm. Real Housewives of Atlanta was good. It was a lot of other stuff that happened, but it was really good. And I'm obsessed with Cynthia's new house. I've been looking at all these pictures of it. She bought this beautiful lake house. And she it calls it Lake Bailey. It's so fuck. peaceful. It is amazing. They kill amazing. me with these names mm-hmm. for their yeah. houses. Mm-hmm. More matter. They need to, they need to go on ahead and get a house tour started for the Real Housewives. <laughs> yep, and pay us for the idea because it just came from up here. And like, don't you like how I jumped in and side to side and that inclusion is I what mean, we're all we, about. I mean, we, well, it is an idea for us because we <laughs> okay. both would give the fuck out them tours oh, and them houses. Oh, my ideas in the whole world. <laughs> but anyway, us. Real Housewives of Atlanta was good. What else was the shining star of my weekend was Married to Madison. Now, it did not come on. It was on hiatus last week. Whatever. But it's back this week and better than ever. You had fireworks fucking. And I'm not going to go into detail because Asante Picante woke up in a new Bugatti. Did not watch yesterday. Because I love it. I'm not going to give details, but just know that you're going to get exactly what you want from Heavenly versus Lisa. You're going to get exactly what you want from Lisa versus Darren, which essentially is Lisa versus Lisa. You're also going to get, and I don't mean for Darren, I just mean she's battling herself in all the scenes where she's talking to her husband. Because he don't give a fuck. She is the worst she is the person friend if you ever see a scene with Lisa Nicole Car- Lisa Nicole Carson if you ever <laughs> see a scene Lisa right. Nicole Kardashian right. who's that <laughs> if you ever see a scene with Lisa Nicole Cloud and her husband 
you are going to completely be, you're never going to get married. It will seal the deal. Like, oh. she is the personification of why did I get married as a sentence. No, seriously. She is insufferable. She is one of the worst. Is he I... the one? I saw someone tweet that someone's husband said they've been married for nine and he's cheap. Yes. And he's been faithful for five. Yes. <laughs> yep. That was him? Yeah, that was oh, a slip of the so... tongue. <gasps> Um, but yes, I would die. That's Speaking of a slip at the tongue, never mind. I'm not even gonna do him like that. But like, Dude. but yes. So, <laughs> but you get what you want from that. Doctor Jackie had one of the most real moments I've ever seen on reality. Every time TV. you say Doctor Jackie, I think you're talking about Jackie Jackie. About <laughs> Jackie? Who? Jackie Jackie crack. What do they call her? Wh- wacky, wacky Jackie. Jackie. I say Cracky Jackie. Oh, <laughs> There's only one Jackie. We created in my book. a monster. <laughs> <laughs> And I love and I love it. But yes. So Jackie Waters, friend, she's a doctor. An OBGYN. Okay. Um, she she told a story about something related to her double mastectomy, and it just really like, yeah. So you have that moment, and then you have like quad. Just listen. I want to go in detail so bad, but I can't. Well, since you can't go into detail, let's go back to Housewives. You ain't talk about Kenya or Matt or nothing. Because I don't want to. (laughs) I felt really sorry for Kenya, and I felt like it was so real and raw when they showed that. You didn't feel bad for Matt at all? No. I felt like like the emotions. I felt like when I looked at Matt, the countenance in his face, he looked like he was, like, out of it. He looked crazy. Mm -hmm. And I felt like Kenya... When she was crying and talking to that producer, Asante, that shit was real. When she was talking to Matt on the phone, that was yeah. real. When she was talking mm-hmm. to Cynthia about wondering if she was ever going to have it all in life and ever have a baby and ever have somebody Aww. that loved yeah. her for her, that was real. All of that shit was real. You can say what you want about Kenya Moore, but she's been completely transparent and authentic this season. There were really and good moments. I'm mad that, that y'all really have me sitting here emotional. Yeah, yeah they, I mean, they had some really good moments. Even <laughs> so I didn't that feel part. bad for Matt at all. I felt like he he should not have showed his ass and kicked the garage door in at his girlfriend's house, who's a fucking real housewife of Atlanta. And you, you say and you don't want this negative attention. To do that? No. It was real, friend. When you see when you see them for real, when you see it, friend, you'll know. It's that was, completely real. That was just one of the things that I liked about the scene that they were kind of going through the motion of this breakup. And even Kenya having that moment where she admitted she was like, you know, we had this relationship and I was awful to him in the beginning. Yeah. And, you know, like she was honest. And I think she was ready to be honest and wanted to be that on camera. But because he was so young and high, he didn't know how to do that. Like, he thought they could be one way on camera and another way off. And then he almost kind of felt, like, emotionally abused by her or scarred by her, which I can kind of see her doing to him. Listen, but at the same mind. At the same time, it's like she's an older woman, and I don't think he really knew what all went into dating an older woman along with dating a person. And so it was just really cool to see. And I don't even like Kenya like that. But it was just really cool to see her going through those motions because whenever they show other people dating or you know having a boyfriend or girlfriend it's like their love interest and they come and they go and they're gone so to see that transition from being somebody in the limelight having to date somebody and what a breakup looks like when someone's insecure and that was cool it was so good i'm telling you so good so good so good so good it was it was so good though for real for real Excellent television. This was some good-ass reality TV this week. <laughs> yes. And there's a moment on Married to Medicine. I know we volleying back and forth, but we're going to play tennis this week, y'all. <laughs> so, um, right. Ah! Them tennis <laughs> yells. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> what is it good for? Absolutely nothing. Love and hip hop. Anyway, um, <laughs> so, but yes, Mary Tomatoson was good. And there was a moment where Dr. Simone, who is another OBGYN on the show, she had a patient who hey, was a transgendered man. So she was, well, she was beginning, well, excuse me, he was beginning his transition from female to male. Mm. And it showed a very real moment where Ethan, which was the name that the young man had chosen for himself, which he chose the name because his mother told him that that's what she was going to name when she thought that she was having a boy. Wow. Mm. So, but Ethan still Ooh, had female, Ethan still had female parts. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, you got to do the maintenance. Right. And the sensitivity that Ethan expressed when, by him having to have like a pap smear, it was very emotionally traumatic mm. for him. And they showed the whole thing and seeing Simone, really? Dr. yes, and seeing Dr. Simone's done, like, bedside manner. Oh my God, completely, totally done respectfully. And seeing the way that she handled that and the way that she, the dignity and the respect that she showed this patient, I'm telling you, it was great reality television. I See, that always makes Dr. me Simone. anxious because these are such sensitive topics. Mm-hmm. And to think that like a reality show is handling them right. always makes me feel like, is it exploitative? You know what I mean? This was not in but it's any, not. like, in, not even in the least. Not at all. Not at all. Like, not at all. And it was so real because she said even in her confessional, she was like, seeing, having a patient like Ethan really shows me the the complexity, basically, of what it, the experience is like for members of the transgender community. Now her mind is Yeah, expanding. like she was, uh, and people yeah. needed to see that shit. Mm-hmm. So shout out to Bravo for putting that on yes, TV. For real. Especially I, on a black show about that. black yes. medical professionals. And she's black. And that's out of Atlanta, too. The the patient is not. This was great television, y'all. I'm telling you, it really, really made people think. It was humanize When you put a face to a concept, you know what I mean, Mm -hmm. and humanize it, it's not just something you're reading online, then that changes your compassion. And you still got the ratchet shit. You still got an argument or three. You still got all of that in the same episode. I'm telling you, it was great. <laughs> it was great. I love well, thank it. you, Justin, for sharing with us mm-hmm. about TV. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Thanks again to Talkspace for supporting this week's episode of The Friend Zone. If you've ever thought about going to therapy but found it too inconvenient, too expensive, or just too embarrassing to make it into an office, then give Talkspace a try. Talkspace is the online therapy company and they make it easy to connect with the licensed therapist handpicked just for you for as little as $32 a week. Using Talkspace, you can text, audio, and video message your therapist as much as you want. Your Talkspace therapist can listen to you vent about work or family or that trash-ass boyfriend you know you need to get rid of, explore your relationships with the people around you, and help you put you on the path to a happier life. To sign up or learn more, go to Talkspace.com zone. And as a special offer for our listeners, you can use coupon code zone to get 30 $30 off your first month and show your support for this podcast. That's Zone and Talkspace.com slash Zone. Talkspace. Therapy for how we live today. Okay. What you got for us over in music land, Mr. Music Man? Well, in music land, in La La Land. Is La over. La Land. <laughs> no, Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> no, Ashley Simpson either. <laughs> you made me want a La La. Right. Do you remember when she was singing? And they, no. Listen, Ashley Simpson has some songs. Listen, on a Monday, on a Monday I am waiting. Okay. Listen, waiting. autobiography was on an album. That is okay. the jam, for how real. How do you know? 
everything I'm, I'm about to say. My neighbor's about to hate me tonight. <laughs> yeah, because I'm playing it tonight. <laughs> Man. You know what? Go listen to Ashley Simpson. The first work. <laughs> Homework. Homework. Ashley Simpson Ross. Pardon me. Okay? Ain't she? Get it right. No Dustin. <laughs> <laughs> okay? No Dustin. To be clear. No Dustin. <laughs> yes, Diana. Yes, Evan. <laughs> um, that was not part of the music segment, but a little bonus for y'all. <laughs> to give y'all some really good listens, uh, some, some of the tunes that I've been bumping lately. Um, I don't know if I said on last week's episode, but Childish Gambino's project is out, Awaken My Love. I know people got to spin that. You know, I was feeling real funny about the project at first, but um, it is a really dope project. He's got a really dope feel, that old school sound. Um, a lot really of the, did his homework. Yeah, uh, me, and, me and Your Mama and Redbone, I think, were like the, the two uh, tracks. Singles. Yeah, they were the two singles that came out, but it's like a lot of good sounds. I'm uh, working with Kari Fo. I hear you on the track, baby That's girl. That's say Cardi B. <laughs> no, oh, not shit. yet. You know, coming soon. Next project. You know. <laughs> Shout out to him for winning a Critics' Choice Award, though. Oh, really? Donald Glover won for Atlanta. He won a Critics' Choice oh, Award for Best yay. Actor in a Comedy. He's and having he's, a good ass year. He's nominated yeah. for a Golden Globe for the same category. Fuck yes. Like, yeah, he's kicking ass. Atlanta did he, did he get a, um, was he eligible for Grammys or no? I don't know. I don't know if he made the I deadline. Because that just came out. Right. right. He, yeah, maybe he didn't not. make the deadline. Damn. That would have been a crazy year. Golden Globe, <laughs> Critics' Choice, Grammys. He would have. He could have easily said he killed Swept. 2016. Issa Rae is nominated for a Golden Yay, Globe. Yes, she Issa. is. The family. Hey, back to the music, fam, my bad. <laughs> No, because they're, they're important in music, especially Issa Rae, putting on all the music on the show, yeah, Insecure. So, so definitely important figures out there. Playlist. Yeah, Issa Rae had uh, Kari Fo, who I just mentioned, played some of her music on there a bunch of times, too. But um, I also want you guys to listen to Aaron Camper. Uh, you heard of Aaron Camper? Of course. Yeah, he she... was on my playlist. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Aaron you know, Camper. I know all the indies. Um, Aaron Camper dropped his project, Blow. And um, he had a project before that where he did a lot of soul. He's an R&B soul artist. And uh, he did songs that, uh, like, Water Runs Dry. He was singing his ass off on that. Uh, Second Thought with uh, Brandy. He was singing his ass off on that. So on the new project, Blow, it's mostly original music. So definitely give it a, uh, give it a, a spin and let me know what tracks y'all feeling off that. Because a lot of people have been listening and hit me back up saying that they like what I've been playing. So keep on playing it. And for the last couple shout-outs, you know, there's been a lot of love going on in the A. So Lloyd is back. Lloyd. With the true EP, you know what I'm saying. And hair. <laughs> and hair. He was I like on, his picture. Yeah, I knew it was going to be good Tarzan. once he grew his hair back. Super I'm Tarzan. talking music going to be good. He got his hair back, y'all. <laughs> you said what now? His hair back? It grew back? We on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes, True is super, super fly. My only complaint about it is that it's too short. Uh, is it, it's an EP? Yep. Oh, okay. And I feel like he does this because... I don't remember if it was him. Test the waters a little. I I know, but you know, I always dip your six toes. (laughs) He always tests the waters and leaves. So I I have anxiety. I don't want you to leave again. You know, Lloyd came out with some projects, and he just dropped like a little three track and then leave. Because I'm Pusha. Did you ever listen to that one? He's like, baby, I'm your Pusha. It was like a few years ago, Lloyd. Mm -hmm. If you're listening, I forgot about that. Bring that back. (laughs) So I want to give a shout out to Lloyd, and I also want to give a special shout out to the Dream. Oh my God, Terrius Nash. I have been playing this project over and over and over again you're back Jamming. you know what I'm saying like from start he's to finish he's like a forever guilty pleasure from start to finish Terius, you will be the guilty pleasure yes. for the next three or four weeks I don't know what's going on I just can't <laughs> stop listening listen to all of those tell me which that ones madness, your favorites are what is it madness uh, madness that record is crazy <sighs> I mean, listen, they're all crazy because Whew. I still want to talk to you about that Ben's friend. I ain't asked you. <laughs> I ain't asked you. 
I still ain't asked you about the bands. After bands, after bands, after bands. When y'all listen, y'all know why. Mm -hmm. Homework, figure it out. Y'all gonna know that and comment back with bands after bands after bands (laughs) if you've listened to all of the songs mentioned. What about J. Cole? Oh, Oh, yes. yes. I listen to J. Cole's project. Listen, that folding clothes. Did you watch the project? I'm such a girl. I am such a girl because that folding clothes. Did Listen, you watch him put I it together? I on repeat. And I was just in my house like, one day, one day. <laughs> <laughs> one day Niggas I will allow this kind like of life. <laughs> my favorites are Immortal and Neighbors. Oh, Neighbors mm-hmm. is a really yeah, good those one. Those are my favorites on the album. It's great. And uh, he sold like hotcakes too. The nigga sold like, he's projected for $5.50, I think. Yeah. He's yeah. doing extremely well. Y'all know I love music. Um, And if you don't know, I really, really, really love studio visual shit. So if you have a title subscription... Go watch the video that he did on um, Title, you know, doing the process behind. If you're interested in stuff like that. It was a really good look um, just to kind of the sounds he was playing with, his writing process and what that's like for him. Because I know after one of his projects, he suffered from depression. So I was just kind of interested to see what he was like in the studio. So it was a great insight on that. That was my too. first time listening to a complete J. Cole album. What? Yeah. Oh, well, this was That's a good cool. one. I've never sat down and listened to a project of his from beginning to end. Never. I know his singles, obviously, yeah. but I never like sat and studied his sound. And I liked it. Yeah. I don't know why people make fun saying he's boring. You know, like I saw that that hotel tweeted like, if you need to sleep after <laughs> listening to J. Cole, like. You know, we have a discount at the whatever Holiday Inn. I was like, what? Why would fuck. they say that? Like, you know how the corporate accounts are, like, trying yeah, to be cool trolling. now? I think they trolling. Right. And I'm like, I don't I don't get it. I don't get why people always say he's boring. I actually thought his because voice is cool. Because they can't keep up. With what he talks about? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They Fair can't. enough. <laughs> but for those of y'all that can... For your eyes only. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the project. Go get it. And if you're feeling mushy like I have been lately, listen to Folding Clothes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> when he said, you it. got me drinking almond milk. I was Whoa. like, what? <laughs> Girlfriend, don't walk by J. Cole now, okay. friend. Don't go walk. He gonna be, hey, J. Cole, hey, J. Cole. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> hey, J. Cole, hey. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Hey, J. Cole, <laughs> hey. I hate y'all. No, I would never. I'm just, you know. I just like that he's singing. He's so in love. Uh, mm-hmm. I love when men are so in love and they make like songs to show that. That's so yes. dope mm-hmm. to me. Like lo- love is a cool thing. It is. It should be spoken about better. That's right. Right. Not it's just true. by Kaya. <laughs> and it was a real love song when he's like he's he walked into the room and saw her taking a nap and mm-hmm. then and then the songs about every all the thoughts that came to him seeing her taking a nap and how he just wants to make her feel good in life. I'm like that's beautiful, man. <laughs> Made me feel good. <laughs> that's really beautiful. Also, shout out to Ari Lennox. Oh, uh, what song is she on? What's Annie Lennox old ass talking about (laughs) now? She got some new shit out. (laughs) Ari Lennox has been um, doing her thing for a minute, (laughs) and she's on the project. I forgot which song it is. It, is oh, it Neighbors? No, it's I I think. Oh yeah, you like folding clothes? I think it's on Neighbors. She's on. It might be Neighbors. But yeah, so. (laughs) And he produced his own album too, right? Yep. yep, That's crazy. That's dope, man. That's just the feel for y'all, all right? Because I think... Vibes. Yeah, I mean, listen, you can pff, roll up, spark up, 
that's y'all sample. That's all I, I think that's all SoundCloud's going to let me play. <laughs> right. So that is your music for the week. Listen Thank up. You, tell me what you've liked. Tell me what you love. Tell me what you want more of. And let a G know what's real. So now let's jump into this week's Asking for a Friend. This one's a... <laughs> A doozy. <laughs> Don't forget to email us at a the doo doozy. <laughs> it might be doo doo. Don't forget to email us at the friends on loudspeakersnetwork.com with all of your questions, comments, concerns, and business inquiries. And business inquiries. Those I two. am holding my citrine as we speak. <laughs> all right. This one is titled Leaving My Husband for My Best Friend. <laughs> like I said, <laughs> this one is a doozy. Hi, y'all. I want to start off by saying I love y'all. I've listened to every podcast on Spotify. Shout out. Thank you. Shout out to Spotify. So here goes. I'm newly married to my husband of six months. We've been together for five years all together. And these last couple of months, I'm falling in love. I've fallen in love with a mutual friend of ours named something else. Say what now? I just decided to say something else because I don't know if these names have been changed already or not. So we'll call him David. (laughs) All right, fast forward, since August, me and David have been getting closer, and now I'm pregnant. (sighs) I know Fran is just shaking her head. (laughs) What should I do? Should I tell my husband or be messy and keep it quiet? What? This is a whole person in you. What do you mean? How are you going to keep this quiet? Never mind, I'm not even going to ask that question. First of all, do you know whose it is? Let's start there. This is so being Mary Jane. It is. <laughs> she said that her and <laughs> have been getting close. Her and David have been getting closer. <laughs> I hope you changed this name already. <laughs> and now I'm pregnant, so I'm assuming it's David's baby. The the, the not her the, husband. The, the, no, not her husband. The person she just got close <laughs> with over the fat past few months. Well, the first thing you need to do is who move is also out. a mutual friend. <laughs> because what you don't want to do is you know anything else. You need to move out for real. And figure that part out and just raise your baby and try your best to find some peace because you're about to have a lot of things that are not peaceful going in your life. And so you need to just create a peaceful environment for yourself as much as you can because they coming. So They are. <laughs> and the baby coming, the drama coming, the shit is All coming, the bills is coming, everything is coming. And you don't have any choice because that baby is going to keep cooking until it goes... And the next thing you know, it needs something else. So, you just, you know, the road is long, honey. <laughs> That's the road is long. <laughs> it is. <laughs> um, hmm. At this point in my life, I'm very mindful of karmic debt. hmm And the storylines that I contribute to someone's life. You know what I mean? Storylines that cause confusion in their life. <laughs> storylines mm. that bring karma to mine i'm trying to clear out my karmic debt so i don't want to add any more than i already have to work on and being mindful of the energy i bring to people's lives is a big part of how i'm clearing that out so you've already made a very interesting decision of deception with your husband and i think the only way to fix that at this point is to be radically honest with everyone involved. Because if not, this is just going to be quite the shitstorm. And it's sad that a child has to come into the world. Remember, we talked about Mm -hmm. epigenetics. (laughs) Your child is coming into the world with this chaos, and that's really unfair. 
as someone speaking from experience who was born into a lot of chaos, <laughs> it uh, makes us spend our adulthood trying to undo the shitness of our childhood. And it's really unfair. So don't do that to your kid. Tell everyone what happened. And face the consequences of your decisions. I don't think anything in life is good. I don't think anything in life is bad. I just think everything is a decision and a consequence. You decided, lady. <laughs> Time to be an adult. That's that. I hate to say this, but you're going to have to just tell everybody, like Fran said. I mean, there's really no ways around it. I have no way to tell you that this is going to be easy because this is going to be a feat. You have to... It's going to be hard. I mean, you need to figure out who, which one's the father of the baby. You need to figure out, you know... I mean, your husband is going to need to figure out if he wants to be married to you any longer, like he, what he needs to do as well. Give him that you, option, yeah. You need to be fair to everybody now because you're in a situation where you've been being unfair. And that's okay. just really what it's kind of come down to. And I hate to put it like that, but, you know, you just got married. If you weren't ready to get married, you should not have done that. But you married your husband and then got with y'all's friend. I'm not trying to judge you. I'm just trying to, like, look at these avenues and see where you went and see how you got there. So you just sit, make a list, write out the things that you're going to need to do and figure out how to do them. Because it's not going to be hard knowing, I mean, it's not going to be easy knowing that you got to do it all and just trying to do it. So at least write it out and maybe figure out a plan from there. But I hope you the best and, you know, let us know what's up. Right. Keep us posted on what happens. I kind of hope someone's trolling us with this question. Low-key, I'm hoping know. that, too. <laughs> but in the event that we are not being trolled, right. you know, y'all know that y'all are listening to the friend zone, and we are trying to strive to just be our best selves and whatever that means to us. So in telling y'all that, you know, <laughs> doing better is not going to be easy, that's just, it is what it is, okay? And outside of that, I ain't really got much else for you. <laughs> we hope that helps you somehow. Something. So now it's the Black Business of the Week, guys. Dustin, you said you had something for us this uh, week. I sure did in my face drinking on a yak. Hey. My full of goals, but your ass needs some Tic Tacs. Because you need some gum. <laughs> well, you were supposed to pick up the back end of Sunday. I'm sorry. Damn. I'm, I'm still thinking about drama in my head. Get on up, get on up, get on up, it was. It really that was. March. I remember it. <laughs> That's how he walked in Phaedra's office. Laugh, laugh, laugh. Okay. <laughs> Stepping in With shit. A bomb. Get on up. That was anyway. the bomb ass high school band song. Sorry. <laughs> so this week's Black Business, I'm going to give to you and well, what you're going to do with it. I want to give a shout out to Steel McLean, you guys. Steel McLean is spelled S-T-E-E-L-M-C-L-E-A-N. And it's a really, really awesome grooming company for men and for everybody really but they make certain products that are specific to men and men's grooming needs example they have this scalp cream it's a it's a scalp conditioner and shave cream scalp cleanser excuse me and shave cream you know i'm bald well i'm not bald because i'm bald i'm bald by choice but mm -hmm. i'm bald nonetheless and so i can use it as a shaving cream and i can use it to like clean my scalp after i shave it is a Amazing. Oh, nice. Yes, they have a um, a sport culture body wash that has green tea in it. It's just, the products are amazing, you guys. It's owned by a black man. They have a hey. dedicated hey. salon space in South Orange, New Jersey, hey. where nice. they sell their products, and their products are available online um, at steelmclean.com. And I can personally tell you I use it. 
I can vouch for the beard oil. The oil, not only what I like most about these products, and you're is such a all, hygiene. You know how person, I am, so I, you wouldn't bullshit us. These on are this. all over products mm-hmm. too, right? So like you can use the oil all over your body, on your face, not just in your beard. You mm-hmm. can use the scalp cleanser as a as, you can just use these these products. It's amazing, Multi-purpose. I love it. So I just wanted to give a shout-out to Steel McLean. And if you guys are out there and you're interested, just go to steelmclean.com, S-T-E-E-L-M-C-L-E-A-N.com. And just, yeah, that's all I want to say about that And I'll have now. that linked for Steel you guys, McLean. of course. Keep Thank you, friend. Okay. <laughs> Making you look like your next best dream. Hey. Hey. <laughs> that's it for this week's show. Do you guys have any church announcements before we get out of here? just want to say I love you all and I'm so glad to be free and mm-hmm. I can't wait for you all to be free with me <laughs> namaste what about you Justin? <laughs> um, I just look out for something really cool on my Instagram and Twitter pages in the very 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 near future that's all yes Yay. oh I do have one thing I wanted to say it's not a church announcement but I've decided that I want to work with uh, animators and like graphic designers and stuff like that because I want to do some really cool like I don't know, like trap comics or something really cool. So if there's anybody out there interested in that, hit me up, byasante at gmail.com. And we're going to put that together as By a By B Y or B Y E? B Y E A S S A N T E at gmail.com. I'm glad you said that because I am actually looking for, if you are in the New York looking, area looking. and you are a photographer, I would love for you to send me your work, your Instagram portfolios, wherever I can see your style of shooting because I have a lot of really interesting projects coming up and I would love to be able to lift as I climb and work with one of you creatives who is just trying to get in the door. I would love for you to be my right hand and I can take you on tours with me, my projects, and you can use, you know, I'll credit you to everything and you'll have a bunch of cool brands and corporations behind your belt. So behind your belt under your belt well there too yeah (laughs) so I would love you guys um, like I said if you're in the New York area to shoot me your information at Fran at HeyFranHey.com so I can check your work out and I'll hit you right back because it's a lot of work to be done and I would love to have someone to help me shoot these high quality pictures so that's really it I don't have anything to announce just yet. Oh, I will be at the White House, you guys. Yes. Isn't that cool? I got hit up by the White House. They You um, gonna be hanging with Trump? Hell no. She going now. This before, yeah. <laughs> I know. Thank God. Yeah. Whew, timing. But yeah, the White House contacted me and said because of my contributions to the field of wellness, they would love for me to go uh, at the first week of January to the White House for um, a summit that they want me to be a part of. You know what this means, friend. What's that? You get the last little bit of like black magic out in the White House to start us off in the new year. Somebody told me, people were like, make sure you sage every room in that bitch. No, No, you don't. Oh, before you walk in. No, when I'm leaving. Let it be right so so that they can have such... No, no, sage it. Get rid of all evidence of us so they can't steal no more of our Oh, yeah, no, that's true. Sage it to remove your energy. Right. I thought you were just taking the negative energy. Y'all, you're going to have to leave that for who it belongs to. So, so between that... Um, leave that one in the toilet. Don't flush it. Don't between flush. Between that, the 10 City Wellness Tour, and then, of course, our... 
our amazing friend zone That's tour right. that we will be announcing all mm. cities for soon. That's right. Next Sound year, out. Right? Next year is slated to be a very, very, very beautiful year. So... That's it for us this week, you guys. Thanks, as always, for tuning in. And that's it. We'll catch you guys next week. Stay black. Thank you, y'all. Bye, y'all. Thank you, y'all. Bye, y'all. Oh, I have one more thing. I'm so sorry, y'all. I just want to give a shout-out to one of my best friends, Drew Shade, D-R-E-W-S-H-A-D-E, on Instagram and Twitter, who runs the fantastic website, broadwayblack.com, that's focused on all things black and theater. Um, and Broadway, hell. But Drew just performed in a holiday musical called uh, The First Noel at the Apollo Theater, right? Oh, Drew. Yeah, I was so, it was surreal watching him perform on that stage. You know what I'm saying? This is the nigga I cuss and talk shit with. And you know what I mean? And he's like, out here in this holiday musical killing it. The beauty of Good. the complexities oh of a friend. Huh? Exactly. The beauty of the complexities of a friend. Who knew? <laughs> That I shouldn't be the police. But I just want to give a big <laughs> shout out to Drew. Drew, I'm so proud of you. We all are here we at the Friend Zone. And I just think it's great. So if you have a chance, go ahead. It's a limited holiday engagement from December 10th to the 18th um, at the Apollo Theater here in Harlem. And it's called The First Noel. So support that and go see my homeboy. Yes. Yay. Take your kids to the theater. And that's it. That's it. We really gone now. <laughs> Bye, guys. Told y'all to protect it.